0: Welcome to Engage Podcast. Boy, do we have a great topic for you today. We're going to be discussing critics, haters, and naysayers. quote is from Friedrich Nietzsche. The higher we soar, the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. Let me read that one more time. That is good stuff. The higher we soar, the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. So let me start off things by asking you, Seth. I know you're um, uh, like the history side of things. Tell me a little bit
1: about who this man was. So Nietzsche was... Uh, he was a poet. He was a writer. He uh, was a philosopher. He was—he's deemed like the first big-time atheist. And he had this. He when he came back from, uh, I want to say it was when he—I I th- want to say it was because of war. Don't quote me on that, but it was something about when he—he he saw combat, like he—he he looked at the destruction of war, and he realized that there can't possibly be a God. And he had this like existential crisis, and he wrote one of his most famous things when most people, when they hear Nietzsche, they'll only know him for this, is he wrote a a piece called The Madman, and then God is Dead. Um, And that's kind of what atheists use as their mantra. But uh, as far as writing goes, one of the things that he's most known for in the Christian world is we use a, a lot of his writings to to teach that if God is really dead, then that's not a good thing for us. Like, and that was that's what he wrote about was if God is really dead, then we're all in big, big, big trouble. There's no meaning to life. So for us Christians, even though we don't follow his obviously his same views, um, he's a very interesting guy to read. So we could.
0: It's not that we are advocating. His philosophy, right? Right. It's what we're saying is this: we can learn something from him. Right. He wrote a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of smart good stuff. guy. And and if you Google image the, uh, him, you'll see he's got a killer mustache. It's a Ron Swanson mustache. It's a sure. Ron. Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty rocking. So uh, if it, you get nothing else from this podcast, Google image Frederick Nietzsche, and I tell you what, you're gonna dig his, his mustache. Now let's get back to that quote. The higher we soar, the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. That is, man, so there's there's all kind of critics in, in, in life, isn't there? Yeah. Right? Anytime you step out to do something out of the ordinary, there's critics. And I can't remember who said this, but someone was just asking, I think it was on Facebook, and they said, um, they were referring to, I think, a family member mm-hmm. saying, you know, do do you have family members that, either don't see the best in you or um, don't see, you know, the, the, have the same vision you have. And I was immediately reminded of Jesus when he said, um, a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. No prophet is without honor in his own hometown. Yeah. So if it happened to Jesus, it happens to you. You know, the people who were closest to Jesus as he grew up, I'm sure as they heard that, yes, he's the Messiah, he experienced that same kind of
1: criticism. Hmm. As far as how to deal with critics, that's such a difficult thing, especially for Christians, because we're given this, this call to be loving, generous, kind, slow to anger, right? That's very hard when you're dealing with people who are criticizing you Especially when they don't really know everything that's going on, too. Like, personally speaking, like that is like a big, huge, like, um, setting off point for me is when someone's criticizing me when they don't have enough, they don't have the information to know what's really going on. Um, So this quote particularly speaks to me and speaks to I think speaks to a lot of people because it just it kind of just lays it out like listen. If you're gonna go far in life, if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed, you, you should expect critics. Like it should be just like anything else. Like if if it's summertime, it's, it's going to be hot. If it's wintertime, mm-hmm. it's going to be cold. You know, so we shouldn't be surprised by it, and therefore we should also um, practice how to handle it. I, I'm a huge proponent of the fact that when you're a Christian, you're always going through this stage called sanctification, which is how I put it. It's God's way of saying okay today um we're going to be like my son jesus jesus forgave his enemies so i'm going to give you some enemies to practice how to forgive you know and then there's like from the moment we are saved by jesus and jesus alone to the time we die we're in the school of sanctification which is the process that we go through to become more and more like jesus and that's just that's just one of it yeah so in that process There could be
0: people on the sideline who are either jealous or misunderstanding that process. And I think God gives different people different gifts and skills, even ambition. And people who don't go with you in that journey, they're the people that as you soar out of sight, brings that confusion. Hmm. Um, In Acts 9, the Apostle Paul, who's at this point Saul and he's persecuting the church. He's not a Christian at all. I think all that just rhymed, it did. didn't
1: it? Okay, we, we can just loop that <laughs> to into a song.
0: And, you know, as he's on the way, this is really a, a very popular passage of Scripture. This is where Jesus appears to him and, and asks him why he's, he's persecuting his church. And Paul has this vision, and his life has changed. But in verse 7, it says, The men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. I guess my point is, is I'm sure Paul was in a relationship with these guys. He was probably, they were probably friends. They were on this mission together. But it's only Paul that has this experience. Now, Paul's life from that point is different. He goes out, and he's now preaching and teaching, and he's doing all, he's doing all this great stuff. So imagine being those guys that are watching Paul, you know, they they might be the, the critics, you know, saying the naysayers in his life saying, you know, he used to be one of us. He was out doing the, the, you know, horrible things. And, and it reminds me of a story of a guy that was fishing. He brought his son with him and he was fishing for crab. And every time he'd catch a crab, he'd throw it in a bucket. And the little boy asked for the lid of the bucket And the dad said, you don't need a lid when you're you're catching crabs. And as he caught more crabs, he threw them in a bucket. And what the little boy noticed is that every time a crab would would crawl towards the top and grab the lid or the side of the bucket to crawl out, another crab would instinctively grab the other crab and bring it back down. (laughs) And so that's sort of what critics try to do is keep you on their same level. So the higher we soar, the smaller we appear to those who cannot fly. I'm really interested in your stories. I'd like to know if you have experienced critics in your own life, haters, naysayers, and if you have, how did you overcome it? Drop us a comment. I want to hear.
1: You'll also see down below our links to our website website our donation page if you feel generous, and also our SoundCloud page as well. All right. Short, sweet, to the point episode. I liked it. hope you did too. We will uh, check back with you next week.